Good evening. It's a privilege this evening that I'll be sharing the pulpit here with five other persons. And uh, I'm quite nervous actually, because we don't know how this is going to turn out. But we are all family, right? So we will forgive each other. <laughs> this is the first time we are doing this, and we especially planned this for quite a while to basically honor all the parents, and uh, the youth have put in a lot of effort to do this, and they're dressed so smartly over there. And they didn't tell me that they are going to all wear coat. Today, the focus of our message is still on building strong and healthy families. Over the last two weeks, we have been uh, told that Paul gave instructions to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 5 to husbands and wives how they are supposed to relate to each other in the Christian family. What is the role of a Christian husband and a Christian wife? And we know that a strong family is only possible if there is a strong marriage. And so Paul gives instruction to the husbands to love their wives and wives to submit to their husbands. And last weekend, Pastor Thomas shared a wonderful message on the role of the Christian parent. And this verse in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, although it's directed to the fathers, it also includes mothers, so it's an instruction to all parents to not provoke your children to anger. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. So in order for a family to be strong, everyone in a family must function according to their God-assigned role and responsibility. Husbands, love your wives. And wives, submit to your husbands. Parents, bring up your children in God's way. But today, we are focusing on the role and responsibility of children for strong and healthy families. The children have a part to play. And what is the role and responsibility of children in a family? Let us read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 3. It's a very simple instruction to children because you have to be very simple with children. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are here this evening. We invite your Holy Spirit right now to inspire us, to speak to us from your word, that as your people, we will function according to your assigned role in our family so that we will glorify you, that our families will be a picture of the relationship between you and the church. And Father, we ask that you speak to us and you help us, you admonish us, you will correct us, you will rebuke us if necessary, and you will cause us, Lord, to walk in your ways as we listen to your word this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, children are to obey their parents in the Lord. The phrase, in the Lord, does not mean that children are to obey only if their parents are Christians. 
Colossians 3.20 clearly tells us that a child's obedience to his parents is pleasing to God. So if we want to please God, we need to obey our parents because it's the right thing to do. It's not because we agree with everything they say, but because it's the right thing to do and it is pleasing to God. And this quotation from Ephesians is actually taken from the Old Testament, the fifth commandment in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16 to support the need for children to obey their parents. Now, the promise for those who honour their parents is that it will go well with them and live long. Though that promise was given to Israel in the Old Testament, the principle still holds true today. Now, our emphasis this weekend, showing appreciation to our parents, is by honouring them. We see the word honour. Can you bow? Well, we're not talking about obedience yet, but we are going to talking. We are talking about honoring our parents. Thank you. Now, what does honor mean? Honor is respecting others. Honor is. And respecting the person represents a higher authority. You honour the flag because it represents a country. You honour the police officers because they represent the law of your community and law of your country. I hope we honour the police officers. Honour means practising good manners, speaking well of others and showing respect to others because of their positions of responsibility. Everyone is created equal. We are all created in the image of God. And we should treat each other, young or old, different races, different gender, different uh, social and status. We should treat each other the same with respect. Honour is seeing the value of others. The commandment that Paul quoted is taken from Deuteronomy 5.16. It is very clear and it's very simple. Honour your father and your mother. That's all. It's a very simple command. But to actually apply this command to our lives is not that simple. Therefore, let's look at how we can actually honour our father and our mother. The first way we honour our parents is to honour through obedience. Children. Are the children here? Where are the children? Okay, it is not possible to honour your father and mother without obedience. It's not possible. One thing that each person must realise that it does not matter whether we agree with those in authority or not. We are still commanded to be in subjection to that authority. Romans chapter 13 verse 1 and 2 give us a very basic principle. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. The most basic structure of authority begins in the home. The strength of the family directly affects the strength of the church and the community. All authority comes from God, not just those who are Christians. If we are in rebellion against any authority, we are in rebellion against God and will be judged by God for rebelling against Him. The same is true for parents. 
The only exception that we have for disobedience to our parents is when they ask us to do something that is against the Word of God. If we are asked to sin against God, then we can say, I would rather obey God than men. That's the only exception. Children are not commanded to obey their parents only if they feel their parents are worthy. Or children obey parents because they, they agree and they feel good. Children are to obey their parents out of obedience to God alone and do all things as to God as, and not to a person. Now, obey your parents because God has commanded it. It is the right thing to do. It is pleasing to Him. That is the reason and the basic reason for obeying our parents. Obedience is actually an act of faith. If I submit to the authority that God has placed upon me, I'm actually trusting God because He is the one. I recognize He is the one that placed this authority over me. Whether it's your husband, whether it's your parents, whether it's the government of the day. Obedience is putting your trust in God, that He is in control. Even if we don't understand why something has happened, even if we don't understand the instructions, even if we don't understand the commands given to us. How does this obedience actually look like? Is it going to be easy? It's not going to be easy. Let's hear from one of our youth, Zachary Jung. Do you know that in my family, we have a very, very, very annoying rule. Do you know what, what rule that is? The rule is that we need to surrender our phones to our parents latest by 10 p.m. 10 p.m.? Can you imagine that? Why not 11? Why not 12? And why not just let us keep the phone? And you know what? The rest of the youth only comes alive after 10. And, and here I am having to stop using my phone after 10. To make the matters worse, I only come back from school at around 8 o'clock. And after eating and showering, it's already close to 9. That means I only have around one hour left to use my phone. Well, believe me, this is a very hard thing to do. Zachary, bring up your phone. It's already 10 o'clock. Zachary, five more minutes need to bring up your phone. Zachary this, Zachary that. Sometimes I feel like I want to sh shout back at them. Walao eh. Wait lah, cannot meh. Well, thank God that I didn't do that. If not, I wouldn't be alive today. <laughs> How many of you think the 10 p.m. no phones rule is a good rule? How many of you disagree? By your answers, I can tell which generation you belong to. <laughs> Here is what I have come to understand, or rather am learning to understand. Not every one of, our parents, of my parents' rule I will agree to. Some are easier to obey than others. Some like this cost more for me. It is easier to be ang angry and to say it is not fair. Don't my parents understand that I'm missing out on so much? Don't they know that Insta story only lasts 24 hours? Sometimes I miss out on my friends' posts. And when I get to school, they're all talking about what happened on Instagram, and I'm like, ugh. Even up to now, I still struggle to obey. Some days are harder than the others, and, but I will keep on reminding myself to obey them. Thank you. Thank you, Zachary, for your honest sharing. Now, this is house rule. 
give, let me give some parental advice. Nobody is supposed to tease the people who share up here. Okay? Don't tease them because this is their life story and it's to help us see that obedience is not easy. Whether you are 14-year-old or 10-year-old or 20-year-old, it's not easy. We all struggle with it. And, but the main thing is we choose to do what is right, what God has already given to us, and He will give us the strength to obey Him. Now, there's a promise for those who obey. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, it says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Another verse in Proverbs 6, 20-22. My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. That's the promise for us to obey our parents, even though we may not understand why they have such rules. But we know later we will understand. Now we may not understand. But trust that your parents know what is best for you and trust in God who is over every one of us. Children and young people, so honour your parents by obeying them because this is the right thing to do and it pleases God. So we want to please God. We want God's favour. We want God's blessing upon our life. Do what is right. Do what pleases Him. And that is to obey them. And when we obey them, we are honouring them. The next thing we can do to show honour is respect. What is respect? The word respect is a translation from a Greek word, which, which means temestate, meaning honour or value. It literally means to place a great value or high price on something or someone. When we respect somebody, we recognize the value of that person. When we respect a person in authority, we respect that position. In Leviticus 19, verse 1 to 3, God's command to His people, He told Moses, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. And then He says in verse 3, Each of you must respect his mother and father, and you must observe my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. How does respect look like in the life of a 14-year-old youth? We have someone from our youth who will come and share. How does it look like to respect our parents? Let's welcome Reino Ng. Hello. Our parents are the ones who love and care for us unconditionally. They're the ones who raised us up and gave us their time, love and care to us. In making us the people we are today. There are countless things they did for us and we will never be able to pay, repay their sacrifices for us. What we can do to show our appreciation to them is to respect them and honour them. Firstly, we should, should honour our parents by respecting their decisions. I believe as a teenager, 
we have our own opinions and our opinions may not be the same as our parents' opinions. For example, my friend had invited me to his house to play Xbox and PS4. I was very excited, but things did not turn out to be in my favor. My parents wouldn't allow me to go to their house, to my friend's house, because exam was around the corner and they wanted me to study. I was very disappointed. Of course, I was angry too. I did not really show my anger because I know no matter how, I must respect their decision. We should also honor our parents by talking to them in, an, in a polite and respectful manner. We must not raise our voice. And also, this, I am speaking this to myself. There was a couple of occasions when I disrespect them by, because they asked me, asked me to do some things that I wouldn't want to do, and they wanted it to be done immediately. I was very impatient, and I was also overwhelmed by my tight schedules and all those homework, studies, everything. So I said back to them, what must I do now? Can I do it later? This is very important right now. Then I know I was talking back to them, and this is not right. So we must respect, we must talk to them in a good and respectful manner too. Thirdly, honor our parents by asking, seeking their permission before we go anywhere. We teenagers like to go out to enjoy and have fun. And with the grab, we now can go anywhere even without our parents' permission or knowledge. Sometimes I can tell you, I tell my parents that I will stay back after school and go for football training. But however, I will sneak out and maybe take a grab with my friends to McDonald's and also maybe to seagulls. <laughs> uh, just joking. <laughs> Thank God I didn't do that too. <laughs> well, that's not the point. The point is we do need our parents' permission before we go anywhere. This is also a sign of respecting them. It will also give us some practical benefits if we ask their permission before we go anywhere because if we, any mishap happen to us, our parents may get to at least locate our location or get to better than nothing that nobody else knows where we are. Therefore, seeking permission is very, very important. These are some of the ways we can honor our parents and do not let, do not, we should not take our parents for granted. In Exodus 20 verse 12, honor your father and your mother so you may live long in the land the Lord is giving you. Thank you. Thank you, Reina. That's the honest sharing from Reno. And it's not easy to show respect. It's very easy to answer back. It's easy to just shout or grunt, you know, and say, huh, you know. Or when they ask you to eat, you know, you say, wait lah. Afterwards, lah, you know. The kind of tone that we speak to our parents is not very respectful. And seeking permission, I like that because 
Telling your parents that you're going out is not asking for permission. Asking for permission is be willing to even accept a no for an answer. That is asking for permission. Okay? So honouring parents does not end when we cross over into adulthood, right? So is this command just for children and youth? Is it just for them? Is this command to honour our parents only for young people? I believe that this command applies to even to a young adult. Let's welcome Bernice. Honouring parents does not end when we cross over into adulthood. Of course, it can be a little tricky to navigate when we want to assert our autonomy and repeat the famous, but I'm an adult already. So let me share a story with you. By that, he would like for all of us to come home at a certain time, early. He gets very anxious when we stay out late. He won't sleep. Up and down, he will go. He will rotate from his chair, the bed, the phone, like a tribal dance. Although this contributes to his goal of taking 10,000 steps a day, the anxiety is really not good for his heart and mind. When we come back home at a very ungodly hour, we will hear the famous words, You don't know what time to come back, ah? You think this is hotel, is it? Let me pause here to ask if it's wrong to come back late at night. Not necessarily, but as a family, we try to make allowances for each other and to convey maturity and understanding for each of our personal preferences. To clarify, we don't find it necessary to agree with each other on every subject, but what works for me is to understand the emotions and thought processes that govern the principles that my parents have taught us. It's taken time to create a safe space for the whole family to be able to express ourselves. I wish I could tell you that we immediately tried to allay his fears and reach a compromise, but we took a longer route. My dad would tell us, you don't come back so late, nah. there are bad people outside. Us being adults would say, but we are good people. One fine night, we finally met some bad people. Ben and I, we were out late with um, some friends on hindsight. For reasons I cannot remember, Ben drove one car and I followed a friend back. That was a very good decision on my part. While Ben was waiting for the traffic light to turn green, some random stranger, we later found out that he um, is mentally unsound. He threw a rock and it smashed through the passenger window. Ben had a huge shock and thankfully got away with minor scratches on his face. Of course, my dad now had leverage. He said, you see, Bernice, if you had been in the passenger, uh, passenger seat, gone be your face, gone. We had a necessary family emergency meeting and established that the aesthetics of my face should not be the main priority here. We were able to reach a compromise with my parents, like letting them know what time we should be home, uh, who we were with, and to let them know if we would need more time to hang out with friends. I'm also learning that love and respect means putting their needs before mine and laying down the right to assert myself. For my mom, it is being more mindful of what we post on social media. On occasions, she would say, Ayo, why you say like that on Facebook? It is fun and exciting to have my parents on social media accounts, but I do on occasions understand that they might not necessarily like or agree with everything I say or post. 
I'm personally resistant to changing my profile settings and hiding posts as I try to subscribe to being open and accountable to them and respecting how they might feel on certain subjects. On the subject of dressing as well, I try to keep in mind that my parents' friends would not enjoy the view of certain of my body parts hanging out. Hence, when we go out together as a family, I try to accommodate them. That doesn't mean I completely refrain from certain clothing. I am mindful of how they might feel and try to keep in mind that there's a time and place to enjoy certain liberties. Exodus 20 verse 12, least the fifth of the Ten Commandments. Honour your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that your, the Lord your God is giving you. I've come to believe that this is a necessary command. The how to honour is left to us. As a child to my parents, honour. And as an adult to my adult parents, mutual respect and understanding. Also, it helps to ensure that my face remains unscratched. Thank you, Bernice. So you see, honouring our parents is not limited to just children and young people, but it's also adults. And you know, for some people, the challenge is great, especially as an adult. I know people who have parents who create great trials for their children. We must pray for wisdom that God will help us to obey the Lord in honouring our parents, even though they may be difficult. This is a command without loopholes or exceptions. Many people have been wronged in many ways, but our act of honour and respect to the Lord is something that God expects from us. It, it may be challenging, especially when we have unreasonable parents. And as an adult, it is really difficult to honour them and to agree with respect, to, ag to disagree respectfully. Proverbs 30 verse 17 and 20 verse 20 is a warning to those who dishonour their parents. And this is quite familiar, I believe, to many of us. Proverbs 30 17. The eye that mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother, the ravens of the valley will pick it out and the young eagles will eat it. This is a picture of death because ravens and vultures are animals that eat dead bodies. Proverbs 20.20 Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamb will be put out in deep darkness. His lamb will be snuffed out. It's another picture of death. So this is a warning for those who dishonour their parents, who are disrespectful to them, speaking to them in disrespectful way, not understanding their feelings and what they are going through. Unfortunately, many people today have similar attitudes, not just to their parents, but especially so in our day, towards their parents who are elderly, to those who are older, who are aging. The elderly stories, the, the horror stories of some of the elderly in our society is something that is very sad. If you read the news, if you read what's happening, the elderly are being classed as a burden. For those of us who still have parents and grandparents, those of us who are elderly, those of us who are grandparents, we understand what it is like. But this command still applies to honour them, even in their old age. For our elderly parents, the best way, the best way to honour our elderly parents and grandparents is to honour them through care, 
through providing care. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 4 and 8, But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn first of all to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. This is Paul's instruction to Timothy to teach the people that he was pastoring. Let's hear from an adult on how this works in their life. From Mayu. I have only one mother. My mom will turn 86 this August. She actually endured the Japanese invasion of Malaya period. I would describe her as a lady with high perseverance and also independence. She stays by herself in my hometown in a very friendly neighborhood. She actually seldom calls us until she's in severe, severe, severe pain, which happened this March. She has a stroke, was taken to Taiping Hospital by ambulance. It's traumatic for her as well as for us as well. I stayed a night with her in the hospital. Then I was very sad to see her condition because she could not even walk eight steps to go to the washroom by herself, which I never seen that before. I think I cried over her condition more than herself because I felt very helpless. I couldn't help her. After checking out from the hospital, she reluctantly agreed to stay in St. John home, that's in Taiping. Talk about honouring and caring for our parents. I would think it has a wider application than just obeying and respecting. The process of honouring or caring expresses itself in our day-to-day -day action, in courtesy, thoughtfulness, mercy, and also kind deeds. If it takes a village to raise a child, I would also say it will take a community to care for my mom. I would not be able to do it alone. I'm very blessed to have a big community there's my own family members, as well as extended family members and also church family that help us care for her and also praying for her since March. I'd like to show some pictures. These are some of the pictures. Uh, can you just run the pictures? These are different groups that visited her and took her out for meals. And uh, we also celebrated my grandniece, oh no, grandnephew birthday in the home. Then she was very pantang, no, 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 no celebration of this, but we still carry on. So when she was in the home, most of us uh, were not able to go to her every day. I'm very thankful that I have one very faithful uh, cousin brother who stayed in Taiping every day, almost without fail, he will buy supper for her every day. 
Sometimes you eat, sometimes you just pass it on you know, to somebody else. I could only go weekly and stay with her for some time. We are still in the process of providing care. She's recovering with much prayer, and there are challenges for both parties. She's frustrated because she's losing her independence, and she needed to depend on us to cook for her, to do her laundry, etc., etc. We children, means my brothers and my sister and my sister-in-law as well, we also frustrated at times, and someday, quote-unquote, we talk to her very loudly. Why? First thing, her hearing is not so good. Aging, uh, 86. And we need to speak very loudly, and sometimes we just need to repeat very loudly as well. So I believe if outsider will hear us, right, you'll say, why are you scolding your mom, no? Secondly, she is not following instruction according to what the doctors say, you know. Take this medicine at this time, take one tablet, you know. She might just take two because she wants to get healed very fast. <laughs> so it's a very interesting journey for us, uh, learning together. Upon reflection, uh, I actually recall when I was young, then I was sick, she forced me to eat medication. Eat, eat. Today, it's a reverse role. We children are forcing her, have you taken your medication? You know, how many tablets do you take? We are like the mom now. As as yesterday, this is hot from the oven. She injured her wrist. In much pain and feeling very depressed. Today, I went over, she got no appetite to eat breakfast and lunch. And she actually had the fear of losing her mobility. So besides physical care, we too need to learn to care for her emotionally. I learned one important lesson for myself. Beyond her physical disability, the fear in the inner being is much prevailing. That's for her. She doesn't want to be dependent on others and become irrelevant. Mom is exposed to Christianity through many uh, sharings and visitations by brother and sister in Christ. The seed of the gospel is planted. We are still waiting for the harvest. Taking care of her is just like a living test to show the love of Christ. Some days when I pray for her in Cantonese at night, I will tease her, say amen together. She will obligingly say amen. Teasing is a way to lighten the spirit and to ease the situation. She will find it very funny at times and also will laugh. My brother always reminded me, not many more years that you could care for her. So do our utmost best while she's still with us. So in this season, as we care for her, we pray that our outward um, behavior, our action, our words could be the reflector of the gospel. In your prayer, if you remember her, to pray for her salvation. I do think that some of you here might be going through the same situation as well. So may our good Lord bless the journey that we are going through. Thank you.
is caring for the, our parents when they are older is challenging. But if we realize that this is what God expects of us, we will do it with love and with concern. Many Christians think that this command to honor our parents ends when we get married. When we are married, we have our own family. We don't have to obey or honor our parents. But that's not true. A man and a woman, although joined in marriage, although not required to obey all the rules of your previous family, but we are still asked to honor them and to respect them. And this evening, we have a mother sharing with you how she honors her mum-in-law, Stella. I'm the last, so it's okay. <laughs> My mother-in-law is 90. She can shake hands with Dr. Mahathir as to age, but not as to health. She has advanced dementia. She doesn't recognize us. She doesn't know who I am. She thinks I'm her daughter. And uh, my husband, Kok Chin, she thinks is her brother or her uncle or her father, somebody else, not him. So when she was younger and healthier, caring for her was a piece of cake, literally. We would just go to the bakery, pick up her favorite cheesecake, or take her for a walk in the park, and she'd be really happy. But now, she's not the same. Remember, she's 90 plus. So we take turns between Kokchin's brother and us to look after my mother-in-law. She needs lots and lots of tender, loving care. We honour my mother-in-law by giving physical care to the best of our abilities in three ways. Number one, make sure she's clean. Bath time is really tough. She doesn't like to be wet and she doesn't like her privacy intruded. It's always a challenge to get her bathed and to change her diapers. Number two, we make sure she's fed. She forgets to eat or after she ate, she says, I haven't eaten. <laughs> so her gums have receded, her dentures are very loose and she struggles to eat, and feeding her can take a long time. Number three, we make sure she's safe. Thankfully, she's not very mobile, so you won't see her wandering on the streets. But um, safety is an issue when she gets up at night to go to the toilet. So we keep our bathrooms very dry, and um, we set up handrails. Well, I'm also aging. My back is weak. We are physically unable to look after my mother-in-law alone. Hence, we employ a maid who stays with my mother-in-law when she's with me or when she's at Kokchin's brother's house. But maids come and go. Sometimes they are a blessing. Sometimes they bring trouble. We had a maid who ran away recently and she stole. I mean, that's such a headache on top of other headaches. And then we have a replacement maid who's temporary. But then she turned out to be illegal. 
Oh, it's like human trafficking. <laughs> it's really terrible. So now we have no maid. So last week, um, Kokchin's brother was um, unable to look after my mother-in-law, and we took over, and we had a family discussion. We came to the conclusion that we need help again. What do we do? We had no choice. We sent her to a nursing home run by doctors and nurses. Would that be dishonouring? Did we fail to show filial piety? I mean, these are real questions, especially in Chinese culture. Like, it's a no-no. You don't put your parents in an old folks' home. I mean, it's such a taboo. So you go back to the Bible. God says, honour your parents. But he didn't say how. He left it open-ended. Why? Why did he not tell you what to do? I believe God's laws are not burdensome, and no one size fits all. We find ourselves in different situations, in different times, that call for creative solutions. We must have a clear conscience and be guided by the principle that we are to, teach, uh, to treat others as we would like ourselves to be treated. The litmus test is this. When I am old, would I object to being cared for in a nursing home if my children are not able to do so? By the way, my children are two overseas, one's going away, so it's very likely that I will be alone. Except Kokchin must outlive me. <laughs> so the answer is no, I'll be very happy to be in a nursing home. So going by that principle, I do not feel condemned. Our experience may not be your experience, but I hope that you and I will find the grace and the wisdom to do what pleases the Lord and what honours our parents-in-law. Thank you. Thank you for all the sharing. These are real life issues that we face. And although the command is simple, honour your parents, but it's not that simple, depending on the situation that we are in. But nevertheless, Stella just mentioned that God's commandments are not burdensome. He will give us the strength. He will give us the creative ways to obey Him. The main thing is, do we seek, do we want to honour our parents? And if we do, there will be ways to do it. It may not be us alone. It could be with the help of other people that God has provided in our community to assist in this. And I can identify with what Stella has shared because this happened to my dad last year when we had to put him in a nursing home. I struggled. I cried every night when I was in Penang. I cried every night for two months because I struggled with that. It was like, why can't I take care of him? But I can't. I'm not able to. He's, he was 92 and he, when he falls down, I can't pick him up. And he fell down so many times. And he needed proper nursing care. And so that is something that some of us may have to face. And for us, Pastor Isaac and I, we may have to. Our children are not here. Are we ready? 
to be in a nursing home? Is that bad? These are real issues that we face today. But the spirit behind this command is honour them. And honour them. So honouring our parents through obedience, honouring our parents by respecting them, honouring our parents, especially in their time of need, when they are ageing, when they are older, by caring for them, by providing whatever is needed so that they will be comfortable. The advice given to us in Proverbs 23, verse 22, we want to close by reading these few verses here. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she's old. Do not despise our parents when they are old. Don't consider them as a burden. For most people, families are what they are born into. A place where they grow and are nurtured and a place of safety. Building healthy and strong families is not automatic. It requires everyone to function in their God-assigned roles. Unfortunately for many, families can be a difficult place. A place of instability, even of fear. A place where no nurturing takes place. And there is no guidance as to how to grow and succeed. These are families that are hurting in our society. The Bible tells us that the church is like a family. The church is a family. In 2 Corinthians 6 verse 18, And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. We are all God's children. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ and part of a family. The church family can be a place that can bring healing and security no matter what your background and circumstances may be. For some, the church family can be a place where they can receive acceptance, love and care. Being a part of a church family, just like a biological family, we have a sense of belonging, a place called home. When we come in the weekend, on Saturday, when you come for, for celebration, welcome home. This is home. We are part of the PCC family. And allows us to honour one another and build one another up. Pastor Isaac and I are so blessed that we can call PCC our family, especially so that because our immediate families are in KL, we have no, no family in Penang, and also our children are not here. You are our family. We are part of this family. We have heard how we can honour our biological parents through obedience, respect and care. What about parents, grandparents, and the elderly in our church and the seniors in our church family? What makes them feel honoured by their church family? We are part of a family. There are some of us here. I say us because I am one of the elderly. I'm a senior citizen. How would an elderly person, a parent, an uh, older person in our church family feel honoured? We interviewed three people and we're going to watch and, tell, and let them tell us how they will feel honoured before we pray. Oh, I feel honoured to have two daughters, uh, one in uh, Australia and one in Penang. Yeah, the one in Australia used to call me almost every day, you know, and just to ask me, Mom, how are you? And then she would say, Mom, take a rest. If you are tired, don't cook. She always asked me not to cook, but I like cooking, you see. 
uh, and then there's one in Penang. Oh, she called up from her office. Yes, every day also. Mom, are you tired or not? If you are tired, we go eat out. Don't cook. See how honored I am to have these two daughters. Yeah, the the younger people, is it? Younger people here in this church. Yeah, they are so friendly, and uh, I feel so honored that. Whenever we, I and my husband reach here, they will show us the seat, you know. But I can remember once when I came here, the seat was all taken, was fully booked, you know, in this church. And I can remember Mr. Jordan, you know, he will, he offer me his seat, you know, even though he was with his girlfriend, uh, he just took up and said, Mrs. Kung, you can have, have my seat. But I feel so honored, you know. He just gave up his seat and then he, he went somewhere and sit without his girlfriend. See how honored I am. And the, the young people in this church, they are so, you know, friendly and they are so concerned. That's all. Uh, if the things that uh, our contribution, uh, if any, if any uh, that can help people, that can help others and, uh, and also our services, whether it's in the church or even in the secular world, uh, that can really help people. And uh, I think people appreciate and uh, I think that, that should be something that uh, you feel uh, honored that you can contribute. Uh, how can the younger people in church show honor to you? I think the one of the most important thing is uh, they just render a listening ear. Uh, so when, when we talk, when we share, then people can listen. Uh. I mean, you can just imagine uh, if uh, one day we, we talk to the young people and we say, uh, during my times and this, this, this and that, and the answer they receive, uh, the answer that we receive is, uh, oh, those were the days uh, during the time, then or they say, hey, uncle, you know or not, this is a digital age already, you know? So uh, 5G is coming. So if let's say we listen things like that, uh, I think surely we will feel uh, uh, not comfortable. Uh. So, and then the other thing, uh, I think in church is maybe during worship session, session uh, I think maybe we just include one or two hymns, uh, that's all. Uh, when one makes me feel honored, I, frankly I feel if someone, even if you don't know me, if you can say hi or hello, how are you, good morning, that will mean a lot to me, make my day. Most important is respect. Even if they don't know me, they know that I, I'm an older person. At least say, hello, how are you, right? And PCC, I'm going down the stairs and all the young people are dashing up and with my broken legs, I already say, slow down, slow down. Because you come and collide into me and that's the end of me. So don't go charging up. I know you're very energetic, a lot of energy, but don't go bounding up because I feel when think and, and give into concentration to older people. Right. We can take some practical advice and tips as we see some older folks around in our church family to uh, say hi to them, greet them even if you do not know them, and especially uh, don't... Make sure they don't fall down the stairs. 
First Timothy 5 verse 1 and 2 says, Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exalt him as if he were your father. And in Leviticus 19 verse 32, Stand up in the presence of the age, show respect for the elderly, and revere your God, I am the Lord. This is the last scripture, a promise for all those who are elderly, those who are in their golden age, even to your old age and gray hairs. I am He. I am He who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. As we close this evening, we want to honour all our parents and grandparents today by praying for them. And this is what we're going to do. I would like to invite all parents and grandparents to stand where you are. If you can't stand, it's okay. Just raise your hands. And uh, if you can stand, you stand. Parents and grandparents, stand up. We want to honour you by praying for you today. And I want the children who are 12 years and below to stay with your parents. Okay, You just stay with your parents. And all the youth and young adults... And single adults, if you are not married, go to these parents that are standing around. Go to them. Okay, just stand with them. Make sure every parent has a young person or a single adult standing with them. Okay, there are some over here, um, over this side. At least one person to... A couple or individual, that is. We have uh, some who are seated. Please uh, look, young people, please look for the... Don't be shy. Yes, your opportunity to honour them. Okay? Find somebody who is standing alone, parents who are standing alone. If you don't have a young person standing with you, please raise your hands. Okay? Please raise your hand. We have Pastor Isaac or nobody stand with him. And uh, we have a Brother Peter and Sister Florence here. Somebody come in front, okay? Come and stand with them. Is there anybody? We all. Oh, Esther and uh, Brother Chan Ki Yong has nobody. So pitiful. Quick, everybody go and find somebody. All the young people at the back, just stand with them, okay? We have Sister Vijaya that's without anyone. Raise your hands. I want everyone to have somebody with them. Dr. Peter doesn't have anybody. And we have some here. We don't have enough people. Do we have enough young people? If not, uh, some of the worship team can go down. Okay. Okay, some of you can go down. We don't have enough. Right? Is there anybody without a young person with you? There's, there's a... There's somebody, uh, who is that? I can't see. Sister Poheng. Po Poheng. Po po <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Can you? Raise your hands. If you don't have, don't be shy. We want you to, we want to pray a prayer of blessing. Okay? Is everybody, has someone with you? There's some more at the back. Okay. Some at the back. Can we go find them? We don't have enough young people. Oh dear, we need to go out and reach out to more young people. Not just the youth, okay? If you are adult, single adult, you're not married, you can find somebody to adopt a parent today. 
adopt a grandparent today? Serious. Uh, Caleb, go find somebody there. Your, your parents got Asher already. Can you go find... <laughs> I need to split the children. <laughs> okay, anybody? We are all family, yeah? We are all family, so we need to be together with somebody. I don't want to leave anybody out. Please raise your hand if you don't have anybody with you. Sister Vijaya still don't have anybody. Oh, okay. Nicholas, jump over. Ah, don't be afraid. Put your hands on them, okay? Alright. This is the only time you can touch them, okay? <laughs> Alright, okay. I want you to just lay your hands on them and pray a prayer of blessing on them, okay? And uh, just close your eyes as the worship team just play something and then we'll just pray a prayer of blessing and Pastor Wilson will come and uh, close us with a word of prayer. Jesus, hallelujah. Bless them, Lord. Yes, bless them with good health. Just pray a prayer of blessing for them. Give them a scripture if you know of a scripture that you want to share with them. Encourage them. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, just pray. You want to pray in the spirit? Go ahead and pray in the spirit for them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray for their health. Pray for God's provision for them. Pray for comfort. Pray for encouragement. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all the parents here. Thank you, Lord, as they receive and accept that sacred responsibility that is given, that is entrusted by you, oh God. As they play the role of a parent and a grandparent, Lord, release your wisdom upon them. Release your wisdom. The Lord, they'll be able to make wise choices, wise decisions, oh God, in parenting the children, in loving the family and building the family together to love you and to honor you. Father, I pray that, Lord, you will bless them. You will bless them with more than enough, oh God. You will bless them with long life, oh God. And you will keep them well. You will keep them healthy, oh God. Both in body and in spirit, oh Father. That they be able to enjoy long life, oh God. As they serve you, as they love you. And Lord, I pray that you will continue to provide for them. That you will meet every of their needs, oh God. Whether it is financial, whether it is physical, whether it is emotional. Lord, that you will meet their needs. And we pray that, Lord, the children, that we as children will learn to honor them, to love them, to respect them, and to obey them, oh God. 
And together, Lord, we pray as one family that you will bind this family with cords of love that cannot be broken, oh God. And together as a family, they will love you and they will serve you. Bless them, Lord. Release your blessing upon them. In Jesus' name, we ask and we pray.